Let's pray. Father, we ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. Everyone can be you as we see ourselves in you. There is clarity, there is peace, there is light, and there is illumination in the name of Jesus. And we say everyone lives here defied as your name alone is glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. Let's start from verse. 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. It says, As from a child that was known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation, true faith which is in Christ Jesus, and all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. For correction and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. <clears throat> so, and uh, we said the term scriptures is from the Greek word grapho, and it implies that which is written, and the Holy Scriptures is the Greek word Ewios grammar, and it's used to describe the sacred and, and something that is applicable. Now, we said. In verse 15, it says, As from a child, that was known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That is, the summary of the Scriptures is salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And when I say the Scriptures, I'm talking about the Old Testament. That is, Genesis to Revelation. The summary of Genesis to Revelation is um, salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And we started something. We said, now we're looking at Christ. And we said, the word Christ there, or let's look at the word Jesus. The word Jesus is from the is translated from the Greek word Isios, I-E-S-O-U-S in the Greek, and it was used 975 times in the New Testament Greek. And the word Christ now is from the Greek word Christos, and it was used 569 times. And I said the word Christ refers to a to an office, a function. When I say an office now, it's just like saying, uh, let, let me explain this now. President Biden is the president of the United States. Now, if Biden is talking to his wife, he's talking as an husband, right? Right? His wife is talking to, um, what's her name? Um, Joe Biden. She's talking, if they are in their house, if they're having a family thing, and if he's talking to his daughters and his children, he's talking as a husband, as a father, right? Yes, but if he's addressing the United States of America, is he addressing us as a father? Yes, sir. Are you seeing the office? <laughs> so he's addressing us in his office as the president of the United States of America. So now, when you see the word Christ in the scriptures, Christ refers to the office, the function. Are you seeing it? So, and what is the function? The function is that, now, if I ask a lame man person now, the lame man person will tell you, the function of Christ is that he comes to fulfill something. And what did Jesus come to do? In Matthew 1 verse 23, it's very simple. It says, he came to save the world from their sins, right? Now, so what did Jesus do? He saved the world from their sins. So we will safely say is in his office is that he will die, be buried, and be raised from the dead. Does that make sense? He will, be, he will die, be buried, and be raised from the dead. So anywhere you see Christ in the scriptures, is referring to the office. Are you getting me? Now, and I explained to you that 
it is the Greek translation or translation from the Hebrew word Messiah. So in the Hebrew word Messiah, you will find that Messiah used mainly in the Hebrew. And that's when you read through the Old Testament. So when you see the word Messiah, you will just know that he's just talking about the function also. Are you seeing it? Now, what is the function? How that Christ would die, be buried and be rose and be raised again. Now, I showed you some references, but just for the sake of today, to refresh you again, let, let's look at those references again before we move from there. Look at in Matthew 22, verse 42. Let me show you a bit reference so that you understand what I'm saying again. Matthew 22, verse 42. Matthew 22, verse 42. It says, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? And they say the son of David. Now, he says, what think you of Christ? Now, when Jesus is asking, what think you of Christ? Now, what will he mean? What think you of the man who will die, right? Who will be buried? Who will raise from the dead? Now, remember, there is now, you know, in this series now, we've done a difference between the word Jesus and the word Christ. We've done a difference. And we said the word Jesus now is the background to use for the word Christ. That is, Jesus now refers to the humanity. So, like I explained with Joe Biden, his story now, we can safely say, Joe Biden, the husband, is Jesus. Joe Biden, the president, is Christ. How many of you are seeing it? How many of you get it? If you get it, let me see your hands. Now, because Jesus refers to the high witness, the person, the incarnation, we've done a series on the incarnation, you can listen to that. The incarnation, the high witness, the humanity. And you know, one thing we did in that incarnation series, how many of you have listened to the incarnation? One thing we did in that series is that I explained, we, we, we endeavored to explain the personality and the person of Christ himself. Now, that's just for series one. We'll take it a bit step further when we are doing series two and I will, and I will show you some other things. Now, but look at something. In Luke 20, verse 41. Luke 20, verse 41. You're going to love Bible study. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Luke 20, verse 41. Luke 20, verse 41. It says, And he said unto them, How say they that, are, that Christ is David's son? Now, remember again, it is still used for that function, that place. Now, look at 1 Corinthians 15, just to move further. I've explained this. You can get our previous sections now. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. I want to show you something there. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached to you, which also ye have received, where ye stand, by which ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that we shall also receive, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, how that he was buried and rose again, according to the scriptures, and how that he was seen of Cephas and then of the twelve. Now, the phrase according to the scriptures, I said it's from the Greek word katatas graphas, and it means in line with what it is written. According to the scripture, we mean in line with what it is written. Now, let me explain something to you about the Bible. Paul did not just wake up one morning and just start writing. The Holy Ghost is just dictating to him and say, oh yeah, put this down. The church of Ephesus, now, um, that your eyes of understanding will be light. Oh yeah, jot it. No, that's not what Paul was doing. The Holy Ghost was not ministering to Paul. 
Paul read the Old Testament, if you can successfully read Genesis to Malachi, you will understand the revelation of the scriptures. That is why I tell people that the Bible is a very honest book and the Bible is one. The Bible is not two. It's not, there, is no, there is nothing like the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Very soon I'm going to teach you understanding the law and the prophets and even the, explaining the Old Testament and the New Testament in Christ. To make you see that the Bible is actually one. There is nothing like, oh, the God of the Old Testament. Oh, the God of the New Testament. Oh, this. Oh, that. No. Because even Jesus came to fulfill the scriptures. And what did I say the scriptures is? Genesis to Malachi. If you read in John 5 verse 39, it says, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have internal life. John 5 verse 39. For they are they which testify of me. So what does the scripture testify of? Jesus. Now, we can safely say, Jesus the incarnation, right? Jesus Christ the function, right? Do you get it? Alright. Now, so look at this text. So, it says, Moreover, virgin, I declare unto you the gospel which I receive, which also ye receive, and where ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. That word received in the Greek is from the word paralambano. And you know what received means, paralambano now. This is because it is received, paralambano. And it's from the Greek, and it's, and it's used to say, and it was referring to an historical text. That is, it was delivered to him through all tradition. So that is, he didn't just find out by, via a vision and revelation, no. It was true and oral tradition. That is, he received it. When he says, when he says, how wherein look at it, verse, verse one, where he says, which also ye have received. That word receive means you have read it somewhere, you have seen it somewhere. Are you getting it now? It means that it was delivered to him via oral traditions that Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and Jesus will raise from the dead. So, in verse three, look at verse three. It is for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. He's using the word received. So now, where did he receive it now? Via the Old Testament, right? via the oral traditions, via what was written. Are you getting me? He didn't receive it from vision, from revelation, or angel was talking to him and he jotting things down. No. He received it from the Old Testament. Now, so he says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures. He spoke that what he was speaking about that is, he spoke both historically and prophetically. He spoke both historically and prophetically. Now, and there is something about that scripture. And this is the inch of the gospel. How that Christ died. How that he was buried. And how that he rose again. This, one of the things I will do in the next session. What next session is. I will try to explain this 1 Corinthians 15. Very well. I'm not done with my explanations yet. And I'm not really satisfied. But let's, let's, go, let's go somewhere. So that because of our time. And I'm trying to work with a limited time here. Because I, I, we are just doing one session today. Now, the gospel is the power of God and the news itself saves. The gospel is the power of God, just like you've seen in Romans 1 verse 16. 
and it says, and I told you the news itself saved. What is the news? We studied that in the previous sections, and we said the news is the death, right? The barrier, the resurrection of Christ. And I told you that the gospel is not about cars, right? It's not about houses. And I said, if it must be a gospel, it must be if it must be a good news, it has to be universal to everybody. The good news of car, if you go preach the gospel and you say, um, there is power from your father's house doing you. Then if you are delivered, then you'll be saved. Or receive the gospel and you receive a good life. Hope you know that's not going to apply to people like Jeff Bezos or Elion Mox or Bill Gates. Hope you know. The good news has to be something that we encompass everybody. Everybody. So what I can preach in America, I should be able to preach in the most in in anywhere in the world. What I'm preaching in Rochester, if it is the message of Christ, it must be applicable to everywhere in the world. I think, I don't know, I don't know, I think we said it in the last session. I think Norway is the richest country in the world, right? I think so. Now, Norway is so rich. People there are really wealthy. Hope you know you can't go to Norway now and go and preach. The Jesus you see today, you see them no more. Or you know you can't go to Egypt and say that. <laughs> the Egyptians you see today, you know, people use that as prayer. Brethren, the Egyptians you see today, you see them no more. And people are saying, Amen. Hope you know you can't go to Egypt and say that because they will bond you away. <laughs> it is in our own country, you are saying you will not see us again. <laughs> so you see that the, that kind of gospel is not universal. Now, hope you know that if you know, there's some, there's some, you know, a lot of people have different problems. We can, a problem like such, like such a Let's say in America today now, green card is a problem. Green card citizenship is a problem. Now, you know, that kind of gospel only applies to some sect of people. Imagine you're in a, in a service now and you say, the, and everybody does not have green card problem. Or you say, brethren, <laughs> the Lord will work your papers for you. The Lord will do that for you. Hope you know that is not gospel. <laughs> okay. Let's say you go to somewhere like Beverly Hills, California. And you are telling them, brethren. And let's say you have a church in Beverly Hills. And you are telling them, brethren. Brethren, poverty is a problem. And they are looking at you like, poverty. I don't understand. And you are telling them, you know, we, it takes us 100. It take, we, we are just paying. Our light bill is just $28. And you know, they are looking at you like, $28, light bill. You know, I did a research one time. I was watching a YouTube video, and I found out that in those kind of places, they paid close to about ten thousand dollars for one monthly ID. I'm not joking. You now want to go and teach brethren? It's not good to be poor. It's not good to be this, brethren. The, the blessings of Abraham are on you. They will tell you, sit down, pastor. Let's let's educate you. <laughs> you know that kind of gospel is not applicable everywhere. Okay, or let's say you go to Elion Mox now. And I just, I just like that guy. And you're trying to preach to Elion Mox. And you're saying, Elion, give your life to Christ. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> give your life to Christ. Oh, bro, brother, hello. Bro, eh. Give your life to Christ. The Lord, by you giving your life to Christ, the Lord will give you peace. The Lord will give you houses. The Lord will give you car. He will make his face to shine upon you. It will cause, his, it will cause the, the, the seed of the Lebanon to grow in your, in, your, in your... 
Helen was just looking at you like, who is this your God? I can house your God. <laughs> you know, Elion is not thinking in our way again. You, you are still trying, you have not even bought house. You are still even renting. Some of you are still even, some of you, some of you still have not gotten how you will pay your next month house rent. <laughs> Elion is already thinking of hotel in mass. So, you know, anything that, so if, they, if anything just happen now, maybe another pandemic happen, you know, he can just jet out of the earth and say, I'm tired of you, humans. <laughs> I'm going to live in an isolated place. You know, that's the real isolation quarantine in another planet. So you can't be, you know, when you want to preach to that kind of person, <laughs> let's say Elion is in our church today and you, you are there. And when I say you, I do, I'm not trying to put a shade on you. You just don't have the money of Elion. Yet, yet, you will get there in Jesus' name. <laughs> you see, you said amen. <laughs> you know, Elion will not say that kind of amen if he was in service. But you will get there in Jesus' name. <laughs> now, so imagine Elion is in service this morning, this evening, and you too, you are there. And I'm not teaching, and I'm not saying brethren. You know, the Lord will pay your house rent tomorrow. The Lord will pay your Lord will give you a good job. You say, ah, Pastor, hold on, hold on. Who is looking for a job? I can make them, I can employ them in my company. So that's to tell you that if it is a gospel, anything we are preaching, it has to be universal. It has to cut across all men. So the news itself saves. The news about the death. So, but if I'm in a service now and I'm just talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, that is applicable to every human being on earth. The news is saved. The message is the love of God. It shows us in details how much His mercy, His grace saves the sinner. So, the events on the cross are not final. The event of the cross are not final. In itself, it is God's saving power. Christ has to suffer. He must suffer for three days and three nights. He hung on the cross for some hours, but he was dead for three days and three nights. Remember, I explained the death to you last week, and I said... On the cross of Jesus, just to retrace what I said again, that Jesus did not die physically, right? Yes, I explained that to you last week. I said that it has to be a spiritual death first before a physical death. So, we, we can lay your hands on last week's material, you get that. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 4, we've seen, we, we were there earlier, and I said, his, his death was first and primary spiritual. This was, if his death was not spiritual, then he can't die physically. Now, we retreat again, just for the sake of everybody. Remember what happened to Adam? You know, the, the serpent told Adam and said, you will not surely die. How many of you remember? Now, do you know that if you judge based on physical, 
then the serpent was wrong. The serpent was right, sorry. Did they really die physically? Did Adam die physically? So, but can the devil say the truth? And you see that he deceived them. You know, in their minds too, they were thinking, I, have not, I took the fruit. I did not really die. Are you getting it? But the death was spiritual. Did they die? Yes. It was spiritual. Are you getting me? So it was first a spiritual death before it became physical. So from the spiritual, so imagine, so now, somebody can ask you, what if they never disobeyed or disbelieved the gospel? Would they have died? No, the earth will still be the way, it, it will still be in God's original plan. Nothing would have happened. Get water. Nothing would have happened. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the it is basically a fair, it was basically fair spiritual. That was why Jesus on the cross now says something. He said, What did he say on the cross? He says, um, God has forsaken me, right? That's why have thou forsaken me? That's he was not. I, I told you last week, I said. He was not saying that because, oh, God has really forsaken him. He was declaring his state. Now, he is already a dead man now. So, he has now died physically. And then, hours later, he now died physically. He first died spiritually as at that time. Then, hours later, he now died when? Physically. Are you seeing that? So, he has to take the space... Or the place of Adam. So, for look at look at in Genesis two. What, I want to explain to you the death. Now, like I said, this series is just an overview. I'm still going to do a series where I will touch on this death properly. All I'm doing for you in this series, I'm just giving you a prelude into what we are about to face. Look at Genesis 2, verse 16 to 17. Genesis 2, verse 16 to 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Out of the tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And that says, But of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So, now, this thou shalt surely die, in the Hebrew, is translated as, in dying, you shall die. Remember, I used to teach you something. I said, it is in language, language has really involved. When Hebrew was crossing to English, things would have mixed up. But if you, that's why many a times, the work of the Bible preacher is a Bible interpreter. Because we go back to the original word to see how it was really used to properly understand in context. Now, the Hebrew word in this place where it says, thou sh- um, therefore thou shalt surely die. The Hebrew real translation is, in dying you shall die. Now I'll say it again. In dying you shall die. In other words, man would die spiritually, then physically die afterwards. Men would die spiritually, then physically die afterwards. So, it would be without separation. So that would be like, Without a separation from God, physical death will never be created. So, 
let me tell you, let me explain this to you now. Death is first spiritual. There's a teaching I'm going to do. Maybe next year. Bible questions on I don't know what I'll tie to it, but something around just explaining what death means. But look at something. Death is first spiritual first before physical. See, let me tell you, this is just an aside. You don't have to believe what I'm saying. But I can tell you that 65% of people, before they die, they had an inclination about it. I don't know if you know. Some people will just start saying weird things. They just start telling you. It does not look as though what they said is like a parable. Some people feel it. Some people just, ah, hey, they just... Some, some will even start having dreams. Some people will start dreaming and seeing for them that, ah, you will soon die. That's to tell you. Now, this, this does not happen to everybody. Some death is just circumstantial. I mean, some, is, some deaths are carelessness. Imagine you don't know how to hike. You now see, you want to go and hike that you are just like, an, you, you like exploring. You know, if you die... You know, if you die in that place now, that's not spiritual. <laughs> you did yourself. <laughs> it is exploring that killed you. That's all. Oh. <laughs> you know. See, even now, accident is accident is even of it's an unfortunate circumstance, accident. But do you know that some people will tell you that. Before they left their house in the morning, they had an inclination. Even unbelievers, these, 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 these believers, and I'm not talking. This, I'm not teaching leading of the spirit, though. I'm telling you, believers and unbelievers, they just they, they had an inclination not to leave their house that morning. That ah, they just knew something would go wrong, and they would just start saying weird things. Honestly, when when I start seeing people talk strangely, ah, I start praying. Me, just because of experience, when I start seeing people say, "You know, death is not really natural." Ah, what are you? What do you mean? You know, not, everybody will still die. Everybody, and the person is saying it consistently. Are you seeing anything? What is? What is? What is? What is going on? I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. That's just an aside. But it's to let you know that death is first spiritual before it is physical. Now. I'm, I'm not trying to branch into anywhere. Now, don't now book people. Those of you that will still translate this message later, don't take this, this, this story I just said now and this one. Don't go and join it and say, Gideon, hey, no, just, just leave my story out of this. I'm just giving you thoughts. You know, that's why doctors can pronounce people dead and the healing power of God can heal the person. And in fact, proud to meet in Reverend Kingsley, he prayed for somebody who was one week. The doctors, everybody has confirmed that next week this person is dying, sick of cancer. And he prayed. And the person is still alive till today. This was 2016. Now that's to let you know that Doctors don't even get it. Doctors can only do their own mathematics. So are they right? Sometimes. Many of them are right. Sometimes. But it's to let you know that 
Some things can still be twaulted. Are you seeing it? So that is first spiritual before it is physical. So, without separation from God, physical death will never be created, much less the ability to hold a man. Assuming Adam did not sin and Adam was not separated from God, eh? there won't have been death holding any man till today. There won't be. Because, don't forget, the Bible made us understand that death is the enemy of God. God is not in God's plan that man will die. See, let me tell you, it's not God's plan that man will die. Ah, Death is the enemy of God. It's not God's plan. So, Jesus died physically. Jesus died, but spiritually separated from God first. Are you seeing it? Then he now physically died. So are you now seeing? So if somebody tell you, why did Jesus say, my father, my father, why has that forsaken me? Why did Jesus say, this is God on the cross. Remember Adam. Remember Adam. Adam was first separated from God spiritually, right? You know, it was now later. God now came to him and said, uh, you know, God now came to him and spoke to him and said, what, what has thou done? And he said, is he hiding himself and all of those things? But you know that it was at the very instance he did what he did that the separation came. Hope you know, it was not the question time. Oh. You know, that was why he was naked. And the Lord told him, who told you you were naked? So that's to let you know that something has already happened to him. So he was first spiritually separated from God before he, was now, he now physically died. Are you seeing it? Now, so look at something. So, that's the same thing that happened to Jesus. He was first spiritually separated. You know what I told you? If Jesus will come and, and redeem us, he has to be that man and enter into the shoes of Adam. And that's why the scriptures, you see why Paul called him the second Adam or the last Adam? Because he had to come and redeem man from what man went through. So he has to go through it so that we will not go through it. Are you seeing it? Now look at, look at something. So Jesus died, spiritually separated from God, then physically died. So spiritually, so in spiritual death, God leaves him. Spiritual death, God left Adam. Spiritual death, God left Jesus. Are you seeing it? And abandons him and moves away. In physical death, it departs his body. You know, when you are when you are dying physically, you, your soul leaves your body. But you know that as when Jesus was on the cross, he was when he was saying, "My Father, My Father, why has Thou forsaken me?" Remember, I told you last week. I said he was already dead. That spiritual death, that separation already. Now, when he now died physically, his soul now left. Are you seeing it? And that's what happens to every human being that dies today. Right? When somebody dies, now the soul of the spirit, anyone, leaves. Wuzu, in fact, if there's something, if there's something that, that took me a tough time to study, is this concept of spirit, soul, and body. I've been studying that thing for many years. Thank God. I think I have a bit of understanding of it. I will teach you people very soon. That spirit, soul, and body conception of, okay, what's the body? What's the soul? What's the spirit? 
What's the difference between everything? According to the scripture, not what science is saying. No. <laughs> so, now look at John 19 verse 30. John 19 verse... Look, look at John 19 verse 30. Are you, are you getting... Are you, are you enjoying this? John 19 verse 30. It says... John 19 verse 30 says, When Jesus therefore received, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave the ghost. So now, what happened to him here now? Physical death. He is now dead physically. Now, the question will now be, now that he is dead, where is he going to? Where did he go to? Where did he depart to? Some people will say heaven. It can't be heaven. Because he is not holy. Right? Yes, He's already a sinner. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, he that, he that knew not sin became sin. How did he become sin? On the cross. Remember I showed you last week in Galatians 3 and Deuteronomy that cost is every man who can get on the tree. Remember? Remember that one. So now he's already a sinner. He can't go to heaven. He is dead. Because if if he went to heaven, then it will mean he did not he did not suffer for three days and three nights. Heaven is enjoyment now. Right? He could not have, so if he had gone to heaven, he can't suffer three days and three nights. It will mean he did not suffer. It will not even. It will mean he did not even suffer for a day. Did he remain in the grave? He could have remained in the grave because if he remained in the grave, then <laughs> it will be it will be a script that they added for us. Jesus just came to the earth to ask script. <laughs> no, no, let me say no. Hollywood is the word I can use or Bollywood. I don't know. I watch their movies and see their exaggeration. How somebody would all fly for one. For one thing, ah, the thing trick in Indian movies, my Lord God, ah, you just see a, a car fly over a sea, ah, so the car got to the sea, then the car will look, hold on, the car will hold on, and the car will just lift, levitate. Even test, even Eliomos has not discovered how to drive on water. Now they talk of <laughs> flying over it. <laughs> so if, if he had remained in the grave then Jesus came to write a script for us then it was not real then there is then is then he did not fulfill the work of redemption so now <clears throat> then sin would not even have been portrayed in a serious light as it is if he if he stayed in the grave if he went to heaven then sin is not serious so it would so, a man cannot be dead and yet remain in his body. I'm sure everybody knows that. It's just even literal, even today. So, the manner with which Jesus died and in what state will tell the destination. Remember I told you in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. It says, He that knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So, he was not a sinner before. But he bore our sins. He took our states. 
he bore the sinner's state. It's like saying, look at that second, go, go there. I don't want to just quote it. Go there, look at it. It's like saying it was like a substitute. How many of you, when you were younger, the best example I can give is, when you were younger, okay, let me, let, a, this video explanation just came to me. Now, imagine, imagine you're at Walmart or Wegmans and you want to buy something and you're at the cashier and a man just walked in and said, don't pay, I'll pay it for you. You know, he took your money. You know, the money you want to, you know, that's somebody taking your place. He just paid in your stead. Your money is still in your pocket. And just somebody just paid with his own account. That's exactly what Jesus did. Now, would you still hold with that light that rings at the door? Bing, 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 bing. I think it rings more in, in clothes stores. All those yeah. Bolintin, TJ Maxx, Jesse Penny. Just imagine you go to... I remember one day my, my dad told me that the thing rang on his head. And he said the funniest thing was he trashed the receipt. So... <laughs> <laughs> they had to he said what happened what's baby matters they had to go and rescan everything to see if it was if it was really scanned out he said oh what saved he said he was still new in america that time he just said what's this man he just trashed it he said just like, bing 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 he just saw two two people just say please can you excuse us can you follow us to this this place <laughs> now but you know Wait, oh, so just just an aside. Do you know that if you drink a juice, or all those all those bottled juice, you just drink it. The thing will not ring. If you don't even pay, I'm not teaching you test. If you go and try it and it ring on your head, it's your problem. <laughs> but do you know, do you know, children will just take one thing, grim, and they don't pay, and they just grim, and nothing will ring on their head. So it means they are special products that it rings on. No, you, you can think. You can see they are washing you. One of the times, I remember some years ago, I went at the back of the Walmart. Now, this, this is a disclaimer. And anybody that listens to it, that can take offense. <laughs> now, they, they, are, they have people, cameraman, just sitting down. They are, they are people that are just employed. That they are just watching everything that is going on. Some people but are falling asleep. Some people are just just inside the hall. Some people are not paying attention. So it is when there is now a particular problem. That's it. Let's go and rewind the video. <laughs> Are you getting me? But <laughs> back to what I'm saying. Now, if somebody just walks in and pays the money, you know you will not be considered a thief. Somebody has paid. Now, that's the best description to explain what Jesus did. Jesus, so we too were sinners. He was not a sinner. He just came to pay for us. But to pay for us, they will have to swipe his card, right? All the money you spent will have to go into his card. Now, so, he took our state. In 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, look at 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. It says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. Now, <laughs> this is not referring to earthly possession. Because some preachers can twist this and say, he became poor. So, your Lord Jesus was even a carpenter. He was not rich in his day. If he was rich, he would have told the disciples and said, this is the kind of tomb I want to be buried in. So let me give you the money and buy it for me. <laughs> no, 
he was not talking about earthly possessions because so this is where some people used to get their prosperity scriptures from no rather what what was happening here is that he laid his status aside he laid his glory aside he laid his fellowship with his father aside and the absence of that is poverty are you getting me he laid all his glory he laid all his wealth wealth in the realms of the spirit now not there's no money in the realm of the spirit so that's a very loose word save that i used he laid everything and the absence of it is poverty so we were all poor so we can safely say both the millionaire and the nothingia <laughs> were poor because of sin right so can we safely say a sinner is a poor man yes, right can we say a believer is a rich man now, this is not physical riches. You know, some people have turned the unsearchable riches of Christ to mean money, dollars. And they are not still on Forbes' list. You know, this, you know in, there, was, there, was a, there was a count that they counted and it was among one of all these wealthiest men and they saw his name in maybe 300 and something. And somebody's like, he, this man with all his wealth, it's in 300 and something rank in the world. Where will my own name be? You know, there was one comedy that was trending some months back that imagine somebody's name. I don't, I've forgotten the person. The person's name is in maybe, maybe 3,000. Maybe his number is 3,000. And that person is purported to have so much wealth or something. And they said, ah, if his number in the, um, in the world richest is 3,000, how much more are you? What is your own number? <laughs> you know <laughs> so how was he rich he was rich because of god he and god were in fellowship together and he was made poor now so he was made poor on the cross that we might be rich now do you not know what the meaning of rich now means in the scripture so this was it about earthly possession or anything or he was a robber he was shit or something he was just poor for our sake so he took his his, his, his he took our state so that we can take his state. Look at Galatians 3 verse 13. We saw this last week. Galatians 3 verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made the cause for us, for it is written, cost is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So, he is now a cost object. He is now cost. So, he can't be in God's presence that way. Are you seeing it? A sinner cannot stand God's presence. So, he can't be in heaven, right? He can't be there. So, he can't be there. So, this cost thing, and I showed you where this statement is brought from. It is Galatians 3 verse 13. It was brought from Deuteronomy 21 verse 23. So, Jesus must go where spiritually dead people go. That is where he must go. He must suffer their pains on this earth. And this has to happen for three days and three nights. So, outside the earth, now, you must forget, you must, you must remember something that outside this earth, there is no sun outside this earth. Geography will teach you that sun is just for the earth. I don't know if you did geography in school. Uh-huh. 
sun is just for the earth all right is it for the earth or for the planet you are forgotten for the solar system, for the solar system. Yeah, cool outside this solar system in the spiritual world there's no sun so there cannot be anything counting day one day two day three are you seeing it so you cannot in the physical it will be three days and three nights but i can tell you that's not it it will be an eternity thing because there is no day no night outside this physical world are you getting what i'm saying so it will be timeless so look at You know, look at Luke 24, verse 23. Look at Luke 24, verse 23. It says, now, a lot of people read this text and they think that the death of Jesus was just, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. That's not it. <laughs> Look at, look at it. If you read this text now, it will look like the angels were acting scripts and they were just doing one blossom triumphant entry. Look at, look at this. It says, And when they found not his body, they came saying, They are seen a vision. They, they came saying, They are seen a vision of angels. We said he was alive. You know, it will look as though it was, it was, his, it was a glorious bliss. Ah, it's not, this, you know, you know when somebody died today, they'll say, glorious exist that was not <laughs> the death of jesus at this point was not glorious one he was gone too soon he <laughs> 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 was 33 years now jesus was, jesus was 33 years his own was gone too soon his own was <laughs> his own death was um <laughs> he said that was painful as it remember he said in joy he said he said remember he said that father take this cup away from me <laughs> if it be that we not that we so <laughs> deep down in his mind he said, hey god so he cannot be it cannot have been a glorious exist <laughs> because if it is a glorious exit then like i said then the bible play tricks on us then jesus god all of them they just you just mago mago. Ah, don't let me use the word mago mago so that people can understand this. They they just deceived us. They just manipulated us. So Jesus was talking to the believing criminal who had believed Christ without dying, or who had believed Christ died without sin. He had to be saved and he called him Lord, not knowing. Now, uh, there's something I want to show you now. Not knowing that. Uh, now, there's, there's something in the scriptures. Before, before that, there's something in the scriptures that you must understand. In the Greek, that they had no commas. Comma, when, when they were writing in the Greek, there was no commas. There is no... Um, the placement of their language were a bit technical because there was no they had they, they didn't have commas and all of those things so um 
commas and all these punctuations in their day came centuries later. So as at the time they were writing things like this, there was really no comma. Now look at this. Look at something. So Jesus did not go because you read you read that story of that um, thief where he says, "And you will be with me in paradise today." Ah, Jesus did not go to paradise that day. Because that's what I'm trying to explain. Because if he went to paradise, then it was a deceit. He did not suffer. Are you getting what I'm saying? He didn't go to... You know, that thief he was telling, today you'll be with me in paradise. <laughs> that's not what he was... He, wasn't, he didn't go to paradise. Though. His kingdom came only when he rose from the dead. Look at Matthew 12 verse 40. Matthew 12 verse 40. It says, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Are you seeing that? If you have read Jonah now, if you have read the book of Jonah now, you can safely say, Jonah's story will give you a typology of the three days and three nights that Jesus will die. Are you seeing it? Because it was written in the scriptures. So are you seeing that the Bible is one? Are you seeing that? Matthew 12, verse 40. Matthew 12, 40. So, look at Luke 24, verse 26. Luke 24, verse 20. Luke, Luke 24, verse 46. He says, and it is, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus he behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Remember, I explained the word Christ to you. So, now, when he says today or this day, let's go out to our Luke 24, verse 23. Um, there's something I'm looking for. Uh, I'm trying to look for the story of the man on the when he was crucified on the cross. I think I skipped that in my notes. Uh, I must have skipped that when the conversation he had with the man on cross. Look what? Okay, so it's Luke twenty-three forty-three, not twenty-three. Okay, so it. Luke 2343. Is that it? Okay. So that was what I was looking for. So scrap out what I said on Luke 244023. Do you get it? Look, scrap out what I said in Luke 244023. Scrap it out. Scrap what I said in Luke 244. It was Luke 2443. Luke 23. What Luke 2343. I wanted to show you, not that one. Alright, so scrap that one out. Okay, so. In verse 43, he says, And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So like I told you, that was not a glorious exist or something, no. 
and Jesus was talking to the believing criminal. Remember, he said the, the criminal was telling him, Okay, I believe you, all of those things. And Jesus said, Oh, wow, you will be with me today in paradise. And like I said, in the Greek, there is no commas. As at the time it was written, commas came centuries later and all of those things. Because Jesus never went to paradise that day. So today or this day or that day, there's something I've taught you people before, you probably might not remember. The, the word today, this day, that day is a salvation terminology. It was used severally to describe a time or times and not a particular day. It was used to describe time, activity. Look at, l- let me show you how it was used. Look at John 16, 23. Pay attention. This is Bible study. Pay attention. Look at John 16, 23. It says, And verily, verily, in that day. You know, when it says that day, now in this John 16, 23, it wasn't referring to a specific day. Are you seeing it? He said, very, very in that day, you shall ask me nothing. And whatever I give to you, in my name, he will give you. So, you know, it could not have been referring to a specific day. Because today is still that day, right? Tomorrow, it will still be that day, right? In the next 50 years, we will still be that day. Okay, look at verse 26 again. Look at verse 26 of that same John 16. He says, at that day, you shall ask in my name. And I say unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Is that day today? Is the day tomorrow? You know, the day can still be tomorrow, right? The day can still be today. He was not talking about that 2,000 or 3,000 years ago where that was happening. Are you getting me? Now, so that day meant that time, that period. It was used to describe a time, activity. Look at Hebrews 3 verse 7. Hebrews 3 verse 7. I'm showing you how it was used in the scriptures. Hebrews 3 verse 7. Hebrews 3, verse 7, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if ye hear his voice, adding not your heart, as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, he used the word today. So, he was not talking about a particular day of the week. So, Jesus' today was this day, this time, referring to the day, the time of his redemption. Are you seeing it? So, now, look at Hebrews 3, verse 7, he says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, today, if you hear his voice, adding not your heart, can we say that today is today where we are preaching to the sinner? Yes, sir. That the sinner should not harden his heart. Yes, right? So it was, so today, when, when you see the word today, this day, that day, is not referring to a specific one day. Are you getting it? It's just referring to his day in the resurrection. So when he says today, thou shalt be with me in the in, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Hope you know that we can take that to ourselves even in today's day and say, today we are with him in paradise. Yes, because of the, what he has done in Christ, right? Now, so, when he was talking to the guy on that cross, he was referring to the day or the time of redemption. That is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So, he says, I say to you, this time you will be with me in paradise. So look at even the next verse in verse 44. It says, About the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour and all of those things. So where did Jesus go to? 
Jesus went to hell. Remember how we started? He died spiritually. Now, I'm walking you through a journey gradually. Remember, I showed you what the gospel means. I showed you, I told you what it doesn't mean. Now, and I told you, we are looking at the very first thing. He died. And I told you that his death is not physical. It's first spiritual because of Adam. Right? So, death is spiritual. Death is even an enemy of God. Now, he died on the cross. Now, when he died, where did he go to? We are taking it systematically. Where did he now go? He went to hell. Ha, there's a teaching I did last year. I didn't finish it. Who made hell? I, I probably will, maybe, I, I did about two, three sections of it. I probably will release it so that you see a spinet or something. But, I'm, I will, maybe I will not release it. <laughs> I will not release the material. So, it will not confuse you. But, there's something about it. Now, look at Acts 2. Because Peter's account will help us see what happened. Because there needs to, you need to understand what happened within the three days and the three nights. How many of you have wondered in your mind what was happening? Guys, I want you to think. Now, if we say Jesus went to hell, remember, this is just an overview. In the, in, when we are doing the proper study, we'll do the tricky details. But imagine, have you ever wondered what was Jesus doing in hell? He went there and he was there three days and three nights. What was he doing? What was happening there? It's in the scriptures. Look at Acts 2, verse 50, 25. Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 25 to 32. Let's read. It's a long read. Are you there? Look at it. It says, For David speaketh concerning, for David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is, my, he is on my right hand, and I should not be moved. Verse 26. It says, Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, because now, how was Peter able to explain this? Because you know, this was this was one of Peter's sermon on in Acts 2. Now, how was Peter able to explain? Remember, Jesus rose up and spent 40 days with them. Jesus must have taught them. Are you do you get it? He must have told them according to the scripture. This is what has happened. Because you know, you see, look at that he started in, in 25 for David. When he says David, what is what will you what will, what books will come to your mind? Psalms. Psalms, right? That's what will come to your mind. Okay. So look at verse 26. Therefore, my heart did rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. Look at verse 27. Very key. He says, Because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy only one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. And that has made me full of joy with thy countenance, men and brethren. Let me freely speak to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and is sculptured to us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God was sworn with an oath of him, that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up to sit on the throne. Verse 31. He seen this before, speak of the resurrection of Christ. That his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. Verse 32. He said, But this Christ had God raised up, whereof we are all witness. So there was a time Jesus now left hell. 
So Jesus was not left in hell. He went there, but he never remained there. He rose again from there. So, what, did, what, what, what was Jesus doing with all this? He was trying to fully identify with man. He had to bear the punishment in all judgment, in all wrath, and in all fury. How many of you know? You know till today, we still say, anybody that does not believe the gospel, where are they going to? They are going to hell, right? Now, Jesus went to that same place for us. He went to fully identify with man. He went to bear the, the judgments, the wrath, the fury. Lay your hand on the material, a short material I did on the wrath of God. Anticipate a long series soon on that. Just lay your hands on that. You, you understand what I'm saying. So, in all the judgments, in all, in wrath, in the same breath. That's why, jo, 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 look at Jonah 2.2. 2. Look at Jonah 2.2. 2. Jonah. Let's go to the book of Jonah. Jonah 2.2. 2. Now, look at what he said. He said, let's have a verse 1. Jonah prayed unto the Lord. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Jonah 2.2. 2. Are you there? Jonah 2, 2. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish belly. Verse 2, he says, And said, I cried for a reason of mine and the affliction. And he heard me. Out of the belly of where? Out of the belly of where? Out of the belly of hell cried. And I heard my voice. And you know, Jonah was not there when all this thing was happening. The Spirit spoke, the Spirit testified in him and spoke about Christ. So, Let's listen to Paul on the same subject. You know, we've heard Peter and we've seen Jonah. Let's listen to our chairman, Paul. Look at Paul. Romans 10. Romans 10. You know, if you, if you, if, if, see, eh, let me tell you, as you grow, eh, if there's somebody you will like in the scripture, eh, it's Paul. Because the guy just knows how to answer all your questions. Any, see, I, I was studying something earlier this afternoon and I found out that, ha, ah, thank God for Paul. There was something I'm trying to teach you people soon on, on questions and answers. I want to be able to, one of the things I want to do in that series is, I want to answer perplexing questions like, is it wrong for a believer to smoke? Is it wrong for a believer to drink alcohol? Is it wrong for, I want to answer that and I want to answer it in the light of God's word. Now, because we are, do you know why we need things like that? We are in America. <laughs> we are everything. I want to answer questions on, so that when you meet a gay, homosexual, homosexual, the, because they used to, let me tell you, those guys, they used to, they used to tell you, God is not angry with them. God loves everybody. Eh, really? We have to study it. Now, I was looking at that aspect today, and I was just like, ah, thank God for Paul. Just imagine there is no polar epistle. We will not be cracking our head and be breaking our head inside the <laughs> inside the Old Testament. The guy just came went to make our work easier. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right, just that's just an aside. Look at Romans 10, verse 6 to 7. It says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this why saying, Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into the heaven? 
that is to bring Christ down from above. Verse 7 now says, Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. So he means Christ descended. He went down. Just like sinners. So, you know, when a sinner dies today, they go to hell. What is hell? Now, let me just give you a pure description. Forget that thing called hell fire. That one fire will burn people. See, this is just a crash course I'm giving you. That thing that, oh, there will be a gnashing of teeth. One fire will burn people one day. It's, not, it's a lie. It's just a myth. And that myth came, it's like saying, there, are, is, there have always been crusades in the body of Christ. A particular crusade will just come and just bring you one, 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 one mindset. Boom! This is what F means. Just for so that people will be saved or so that people will believe they go so everybody will just be angry and they don't follow. Another crusade too came with rapture. Rapture. Do you notice that that word rapture is not in the scripture? Rapture, 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 rapture. They will not be saying Maranatha, Maranatha. Jesus is coming soon. I heard that when I was younger. Maranatha, Maranatha. In fact, even the woman that ordained me, that's the woman that used to say Maranatha to us. Maranatha. I said, sure is Maranatha again. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. Rapture, rapture. Another crusade came. They just gave you that. But see, if we want to live our life with crusades, eh? <laughs> your, your Christian life will not have any bearing. That is how pandemic too came. Another crusade came and said, God is trying to punish the earth. How, how will God try to punish people? For what? <laughs> Some people just did something in their lab. And the thing transferred to the whole earth. And you now say, it's God that is trying to punish people. How? That can't be God. You think God is happy that people died? Do you know the millions of people who lost their lives in pandemic? You think that's God's plan? I just showed you now that death is an enemy of God. You think that's God's plan? So, so now that the pandemic is over now, so is God still trying to punish the earth? Because if he was, you know, the Lord, told, you know the Bible says, if the Lord will mark iniquity, who will stand? So why are we still standing? <laughs> okay. So back to what I'm saying. He went to hell. He descended. Just like sinners. He was there. So, he went to identify with man. That is, men who has not believed the gospel before he came. You know, the gospel was taught in a promissory note before he came. Where did they go to? He went to the exact same place. So, you know why we as believers now, we can safely say, you will not go to hell again. Do you know why? He has gone there for you. You know, I just gave you an example of somebody paying. Okay, it's like saying, I want to punish all of you now for coming late. And in your day, just decide to act like Jesus or Noah because Noah's face looked like Jesus. <laughs> Actually, it's coily. Yes. It just looked like Jesus. The Jesus, no, you know, the Jesus, the actor, not the real Jesus. Hope you know that guy is that guy that acted Passion of Christ is just an actor. I'm sure it, I'm sure many of you took it took you years to understand because you'll be crying. Wow, it's a script they just acted for you. That's why there's a lot of Jesus. The Jesus of Oyibo. The Jesus of there's a lot of there's a lot of Jesus. There's even Sheyi Lord Jesus. There's a one comedy of Sheyi Lord many years ago. He was <laughs> they beat this. He said, "Yeah, is this how Jesus did?" 
It was just a script to that passion of Christ to you know they used to play it every Easter. You cry, Lord, my Lord and my Lord. And you'll be worshipping it. That's idol worship. <laughs> that is not your Jesus. He was just an actor. And today, now, in churches today, now, you will see the same guy on the picture. Ah, he can never be in our church. It's not possible. You see the same guy on the wall. Sometimes even beside the pulpit. You say, look at Jesus. That's not my own Jesus. <laughs> so he went to Habis. Habis means hell, chaos, darkness. Hell means chaos, darkness, alpha darkness. He went there. Look at Ephesians 4 verse 9. Ephesians 4 verse 9. You're gonna you're gonna love this. Are you are you are you enjoying this? Are you sure? Look at Ephesians 4 verse 9. It says, Now that he ascended, what is it that he also descended first into the lower part of the earth? Are you seeing it? So he descended into the same place as Abraham. He descended into the same place as Lazarus and the rich man. He went where spiritually dead people went to. Now, when we say spiritually, people of the Old Testament, people of all of those, where they are kept, where they were, he went there. He will remain there for three days and three nights. Now, hope you know, that will be in the normal head calendar. Three days and three nights will be in the normal days calendar. And and you know, when we say three days and three nights, I'm going to explain this concept of three days and three nights to you later in the future. So that you will understand that it's more than what you think. You know when you say three days and three nights, there's a way the Jewish calendar calculates things. Three days, three nights. <laughs> we'll study that later, not today. He was separated from the Father. He never ascended to him until the third day. He will suffer the pangs and pains of sin and punishment. His barrier is death. So, when we are preaching the death of Jesus, is that the victory? Is that the good news? That can't be. That's pain. (laughs) That's trouble. That's bad news. But the good news is that he did not remain there. Hallelujah. He came out. And when he came out, don't forget, he took your stead. He took your place. Look at Romans 4 verse, Romans 6 verse 4. Romans 6 verse 4. Are you understanding something? I'm sure you are thinking, right? I'm sure your mind is thinking. That is what Bible study should do. And we are not even done. We are just scratching the surface in this series. We are just scratching the surface. It's, it gets your mind to think. I like, I like when your mind thinks. You have to think the scriptures. Look at Romans, 4 verse, Romans 6 verse 4. Are you there? Look at it. It says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. And just like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should walk in the newness of life. 
So he was buried with man's sin. You and I's sin, he took it there. The sin of the entire world, the sin of even the children you've not given birth to, he took it there. The sin of the next 3,000 years, if he will tarry, he took it there. It took the sin of the whole world with him. So that means, if you believe in him, you can be without sin. Are you seeing why we are preaching? Now, so, now, like, remember I told you, justice does not count for calendar and all of those things on the earth because he was in a timeless zone. So he suffered for man's sins yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 2, verse 9 to 15. Hebrews 2, verse 9 to 15. See, I'm, what I'm doing is getting you to think. Remember I said this is a series and what we are doing is an introduction. By the time we are doing this gospel is death episode or is death section, everything I said fast, fast. <laughs> I will say it slow, slow. <laughs> are you getting it? Because uh, I know your mind is thinking. So just hold on. Look at Hebrews 2 verse 9 to 15. It says, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death. Are you seeing what happened now? When you, when you read this scripture, you are thinking, ah, but the Bible says Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. Ah, no, Jesus is not a little lower than the angels. What caused it? Look at it. For the suffering of death. Are you seeing it? Crowned with glory and honor for that he, by the grace of God, should do what? You're not reading like you should. This is dead by every man. Look at it, verse 10. It says, For it became him for whom are all things, and it became for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Look at verse 11. It says, But both he that sanctified, and they who sanctified are all of one. For this cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, Have declared in thy name, and unto thy brethren in the midst of the church, and I will sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which the Lord has given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil. So you see why he went to die? He went to destroy something. Now, who has the power of death? The devil. Now, how was that power given to him? We will study it. Anticipate. But let me give you something. Remember, in the garden, the devil lied to them and said, you will not surely die. Hope you know that's deceit. But did they now die? Did they really die? They did. Are you seeing how he took something from them? He collected something. He took a old. He took power from them. He deceived them. Then, look at what Jesus did with the death. He went to destroy. So, Jesus' death destroyed the hold of death. He took that, you know what, that, what, what we call that power? He took it away. So, that's why I'm trying not to get ahead of my script. It says, look at verse 15. It says, and deliver them who through fear of death 
were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So, the death of Jesus delivered people who have been in bondage, in death. And this is the gospel. So, you remember that scripture I was showing you one time in that Colossians 2 verse 15, where it says, blotting out the addresses of the enemy and those things that were written against us, he took them to the cross, triumphing over them. Now, see, in verse 14, he says, for as much as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he now says, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that truth that he might destroy them that had the power of death, that is the devil. So, the writer of Hebrews says, now, one of the things the writer of Hebrews is making us to understand that, this is the gospel. Jesus tasted death for all of us. So, from the cross to the place of the dead, that is hell or Hades in the New Testament, you see Hades. The whole Testament saints were released from the place of the dead. Because remember, <laughs> Jesus had to die. Jesus had to be buried. Jesus had to raise again for them and for them to believe the message and all of those things. So the writer of Hebrews, like I said, this is just an overview. We are still coming straight to these things much later. So keep your head thinking. When we start, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so now, the Old Testament saints were released from the place who had believed the message of Christ preached unto them. They were released from that place. So the writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews 12 verse 23, Hebrews 12, verse 23, he called them. Look at Hebrews 12, verse 23. Look at what he called them. He says, To the general assembly of the church born, which are written in heaven, and to the spirit of the and to this which are written in heaven, and to the God of and to the God, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect. So the spirit of the just man perfected them at last. So look at Ma let's go back to Matthew 27. Look, let's go to Matthew. You're going to love this now. Look at Matthew 27, verse 51 to 53. Like I said, this is just an overview. Just to get your mind thinking for what I'm about to do in the series. Look at Matthew 27, verse 51 to 53. Look at what happened. He says, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent twin from the top of the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rock went, and the rock rent. And look at what happened. Let's read it together. And the graves were what? And many bodies of the saints we slept, and there came out of the grave after his resurrection. And went into the holy city and appeared to many. So, what happened with the death is that Jesus' death helped those who have been captured from death. You see why today you and I can safely say death has no hold on us. No, death does not have hold on any of you. No. That's why I like that song. Death could not hold him. They stopped before him. He silenced the boast of sin and grave. 
ah, that song is beautiful. I, those that wrote that song, the most, they must have taken a dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> a dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so the temple ceased to be God's legal place of dealing because it is finished. So Jesus, so when, so when, when, you know, on the cross, you know the last statement of Jesus was, it is finished, right? You know I told you. You know a lot of people used to think that that it is finished means now I'm dead. All everything I've done now is no. He was already dead before, remember? Uh-huh. So when it means it is finished, it was referring to the law has been fulfilled. A lot of people used to think, it is finished. Now your problem has finished. Your problem has not finished though. Hope you know that when you leave this service, you still gonna face your phone bill, your light bill, your car insurance, your <laughs> your classes, your everything. So you see that problem has not really finished for you. So you know, a lot of people say, because it is finished for Jesus on the cross, it is finished for you. Oh you better don't let it be finished for you yet. <laughs> it just simply means the law is fulfilled. That is, is death. You don't know what it means. Let me explain. Remember, in the law, they were using type and shadows, using symbols, going to the temple, doing all of those things. What the death of Jesus meant was that now I have fulfilled the law. I have taken over all of these things. So now you don't need symbols. You don't need somebody to be giving you water, calling it Holy Communion or drink or grip. You don't need to be doing all of those symbols and be saying there is holies of holies. That's why the, the Bible says the temple was rent twin. It was divided. There's no, so you can now see where the priest was going. You know, before, when the priest was entering the holies of holies, they would tie a long rope on him just in case he dies inside. So they will pull him. <laughs> they will pull him out. So they would tie a long rope. So let's say, is it, let's say his famous room there now. They will put, so he will be inside, all of us will be in this city room. Then, <laughs> we, our rope will be here. So he will be attending to God in the holies of holies. So there's a certain time he has to come out. If he did not come out, we'll just pull him out that God has finally killed him there. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, today now, we don't need an high priest. We don't need the mediator. You don't need the pastor to be saying, I will talk to God on your behalf. No. Or you don't need Mary. They say, Oh, Mary, Queen Mother, we pray for us. <laughs> you know, that's what they think that Mary is praying for them. I, I'm coming for that. I'm coming for those people soon. Soon. I'm coming. I'm anticipating something. I'm going to teach on those people soon. <laughs> so. Jesus was referring to the law. The law has been fulfilled. So when he says it is finished, he's not saying your problem has finished. It just simply means now the law is fulfilled. It's dead and dead the law. That was the high priest's last official sacrifice. So look at Romans 10 verse, as I round up for today, we'll just put a peg here. Look at Romans 10 verse 4. Romans 10 verse 4. He says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that do what? 
that believe it. Christ is the end of the law. So now, he rose. The saint of hold rose with him. The gates of hell could not prevail. That is, the gate of hell could not stop his resurrection. They could not withstand it. It is not an offensive word, but a defensive word. When Jesus said, the gate of hell will not stop, will not prevail. And we still speak of his death. We still... Now, see... So, like I said, this, 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 he rose up, the saint of old rose with him. The gates of hell could not prevail. That means the gates of hell could not withstand what he would do. Now, it is not an offensive word, but a defensive one. So, if he suffered for me when I believe him, I must not suffer the same. So Jesus would stay dead for three days and three nights just for you and I. So I can be real assured that when I leave this earth, when I depart, when I die, not now, maybe in the next 90 years or 100 years, when I depart, I am not going to hell because he has done it for me. It's called substitutionary sacrifice. So it goes... So I can be well assured that when I leave this set, when you and I leave this set one day, it goes not to the place of the spiritually dead because my Savior, my Lord, my Advocate. Are you now seeing what all these terminologies means? We'll study them later on. What is Advocate? My Redeemer. Are you seeing what he did? My brother, my friend. Jesus, you are... My substitute has been dear for me. Hallelujah. John 5 verse 24. I, I don't have my amplified version here. I would have read it for you there. John 5 verse 24. It says, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me at everlasting life, I shall not do what? shall not come into condemnation. But he is done, he's done what? So anyone who believes the gospel, you and I, we have done what? We have passed. Glory, glory, glory. So you can never see. See, let me tell you. Do you, know what, do you know what has happened to you now? A man who has believed the gospel can never experience what death means again. You can, we can only preach it. But the father you have believed, you can never explain. You can only know what hell look like. I don't know if you get, if you get what I mean, because you are never going to go there. Because he has taken your place. So, are you seeing why Jesus came to die? There is so much, and we're going to study it. We're not done. So, this is done on. So, can we say Jesus did a legal work? There was no. Wuru wuru, there was, don't let me use the word. There was no manipulation. He did a, a, a standardized complete work. He didn't jump any step. It was legal. He had to become a man. Just the same way Adam was a man. He had to taste sin. He went to hell. He, he had to be spiritually dead, right? Just the Adam, he went to hell, just to the same place Adam went to. Are you seeing it? He tasted everything for man. 
then he came out victorious. That was the joy. Hallelujah. So, he has been there. And we are beneficiaries of it. We are beneficiaries of his pain. That's the good news. That if somebody took the pain for us, we are no longer going to take the pain. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We are beneficiaries of his descent to hell. We are beneficiaries of of what he has done. The place of the spiritually dead. So if he has saved me, higher, then I am saved from the judgment of hell. I'm saved from the punishment of sin. I'm saved from the punishment of, of hell. Do you know what going to hell means? Hope you know it is not like all those Sister Margaret who will come back and come and tell you, <laughs> I was in there. People were burning. I saw this. I saw your grandfather. I saw your great. I saw you this preacher. I saw this sister. I saw this this man of God. I saw this. That is not yellow. People does not. People don't go back there and come and tell us to you. <laughs> when Lazarus, when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, Lazarus did not go and start doing series. What I saw in the three days and three nights. <laughs> you know Lazarus did not do the series. Nobody ever spoke. <laughs> or, or what Uticos did not in fact Uticos when he rose on the day the, the last thing is I'm sure his body was calm he just he just had to start taking notes back <laughs> and then they gave him food but you know you know it is our own generation that when you saw it, you open YouTube channel brethren hi guys welcome back to my YouTube channel I just want to explain to you what I saw in hell <laughs> it's not easy oh my brothers <laughs> It's not easy. <laughs> you know, we are even looking at the scriptures very well, intelligently, to find out what was going on there. Peter did not tell us, brethren, sit down. Jesus told us that in day one, this was what he was, this was what was going on. <laughs> so, brethren. <laughs> <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. So he saved us. Hallelujah. He saved us. Are you blessed? Glory to God. 